You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. Banking is going through a fundamental shift. To make sense of the changes in the financial services industry, we invited Gunit Singh Bali, head of products and customer engagement at Ubank, a digital bank powered by FE Credit and VP Bank, Vietnam's leading commercial bank. His previous experiences included working for banking heavyweights and multinationals such as American Express and Reliance Industries. Before he jumped on the neo-banking bandwagon nine months ago, Gunit held senior roles with VP Bank for over seven years, first as head of consumer lending and later as head of cards business in the retail bank division. In today's episode, we will look at the digital revolution happening in the banking industry, what it means for legacy banks, how digitally savvy Vietnamese financial institutions really are, and how customers are set to benefit from the shift to online-only banking. But before we begin, we'd also like to extend a big thanks to our sponsors, health tech startup GeoHealth. GeoHealth is known for their innovative products and services to improve the healthcare system in Vietnam. Drop by a visit to one of their new smart clinics at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City for the latest, or download their mobile apps on the App Store or Google Play for more. What's up, guys? It's your host, Hao here, the CEO of Vietcetera. Uh, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Vietnam Innovators. Uh, today, we're hosting a guest. His name is Gunit Singh Bali. He is the head of product at Ubank, which is yet to be launched, but very soon. Uh, so we won't share too much today, uh, but we'll hear more from him about why VP Bank and FE Credit, uh, a joint venture, is being formed to start this new uh, kind of banking business. Um, so Gunit will be more than happy, hopefully, to share that, um, as well as kind of give us a macro lens about you know fintech in Vietnam, banking, credit cards, loyalty programs, all these different things that are very nascent in Vietnam still, but yet are sparking a huge amount of curiosity from both investors, uh, both on the venture side, but also, you know, large companies and corporations like VP Bank and FE Credit. And of course, Gunit brings a wealth of experience from uh, the likes of his time in six different countries, including his home country of India and now here in Vietnam. Uh, Gunit, welcome to the Vietnam Innovators Show. Thank you for Thank you, your time available. I know you're a very busy person, um, but for you to be in the studio, uh, much pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. So before we kind of begin and talk about uh, this topic, which is all the rage now with uh, everyone from investors to even consumers, um, I'd love to hear like about you. What's 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 keeping you here in Vietnam and or brought, what's even brought you here in the first place? So, Well, I've been here in Vietnam for nine years now. I landed up in 2012. Uh, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, one of the local banks invited me to join them. And I accepted the offer and that is how uh, I, I came up here. Initially, when I came in here, the thought was that I'll be here for two years. And after that, probably I'll, I'll go to some other country. Yeah. But I just can't, uh, you know, I, I just don't know the reason rather that how come I've spent nine years over here and nine exciting years. I think uh, the economy has been growing. The work that I was doing was exciting enough and that ensured that I stay over here. Uh, my family really enjoyed uh, being, uh, being in Saigon. So I think it was a combination of uh, uh, the economy, the family and the work I was doing. 
and the leaders I was working with all put together made it a very uh, uh, good reason for me to stay and be here. That's great, Guni. I mean, um, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm uh, I'm an expat as well, obviously. I'm Vietnamese-American specifically. Um, but it's really impressive how many Indians are living in Vietnam. Like, And you guys are all like really senior, experienced people because, um, you know, in India of all places, it's rapidly developing. And if probably the most um, developed of the developing countries in the world, I would say. And, um, you know, a lot of industries have been built there and a lot of expertise has been found. So obviously Vietnam, which is a little bit behind, um, really values the expertise of people like you. Maybe you can talk about your professional experience too. I mean, a local bank brought you here nine years ago and you're still here and, and obviously things are being innovated still. Um, but let's talk about um, your, your experience and what you brought from your experiences in all these other countries. Uh, why is it more relevant now in Vietnam? Um, like you worked at American Express in India and a few other places probably that I'm not... Uh, can't remember. Um, but here in Vietnam, like uh, what's what's still emerging that makes innovation so relevant and expertise still so important? So I think there were like, uh, I would say there were three factors that really, uh, you know, uh, where or rather three areas where we were able to add value in terms of learning and taking the business to the next level. Now, every economy has got its uh, growth phase. And, you know, uh, with growth comes the learning. Now, uh, when I came in, you know, there were some specific areas where there was a lack of uh, professionals or experts in the market. And that was the first gap that we bridged in. You know, I, I joined the areas of cards, the credit cards initially. And, and, and nine years back, there was a gap in terms of, you know, uh, uh, people who can manage or run a cards business. And uh, but over the last nine years, I've seen that right now, the market has got uh, lots of uh, you know strong individuals who have been working in the card industry and they have uh, they have learned the skills they have they have acquired the skills from us and now they are capable of independently uh, managing managing the card business over here so the first one was there was a gap and we we bridged in that gap i think second thing that we uh, brought in was uh, uh, the the ways of doing businesses, you know, which were uh, much more accepted internationally, you know, a kind of uh, looking at the market opportunities, looking at what can be done, looking at what next uh, should be done. Because the journey which is taken by uh, by India a couple of years back is the same journey, more or less, uh, is being taken by uh, Vietnam right now. So, you know, so if, if you if you know that this is the path, then, you know, it becomes uh, relatively much easy for you to to uh, to take it on the second time, so I think that was the second thing which 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 was there. I think the third thing was that the technology, uh, you know, boom which was happening because of the digital uh, uh, changes which were being brought in, you know, that made the uh, business really exciting, you know. So probably in India we did things the, the the old way, you know, which was not the digital way, but we then we came over here and we replicated those very things on a digital platform. I think that was the exciting part, which was uh, which was a value add for, uh, for for Vietnam and excitement for for we as expats as well. And I think these were the three reasons that you know, or rather three values which which uh, you know we expats were able to add when we landed up here. Gotcha. And I mean, nine nine years later, you you, you talked about credit cards, for instance. That was the first kind of line of business that you were yes. you you were really focused on. What was the credit card penetration like back then, and what is it now? Well. Uh, I think uh, still very low. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at number of cards that we got in the market, yeah. plus minus, we got around 4 million credit cards. Okay. You know, number of debit cards would be much higher. 
uh, and this number has been increasing you know so when we started business probably the number of uh, card customers credit card customers in the market were like uh, you know maybe half a million so there is a uh, you know uh, 8x growth that we have uh, seen in last uh, you know 5 6 years that has happened do, do you think that matched the expectations though when 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 banks were developing credit card products uh 8 9 whatever 10 years ago even longer probably has it has it matched that growth or 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 do we're going to see an think, acceleration of that now i think what has happened is that uh, banks have become much more aware to the potential of cards uh, potential of uh, a lending instrument uh, credit card is a lending instrument yeah. a lending plus payment combined together so i think now a lot more banks are looking at cards business in a Uh, in a in a different way they are not taking it as a uh, looking at it as 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 a risky business but they're looking at it as a business which can which combines lending payments and a and a and a and stickiness with the customer opportunity for you to uh, Uh, acquire more and more customers if your value proposition is strong, and then probably cross sell other products as well. So, wh- why do you think um, credit cards have been not so quick to adopt? Is it because of a lack of products, or maybe a risk to the bank or the uh, the you know the consumer? I know, like for example, credit card limits are fairly low compared to the global average here, if I'm correct, and. maybe that's because of like a lack of credit card uh, fraud fraud protections so we cannot really you know look at vietnam as uh, you know as a one statistical number so you have to look at uh, ho chi minh and hanoi separately then you have to look at the rest of the cities like da nang nha trang kantho uh, the you know other uh, top 10 cities and then rest of vietnam so if you look at hanoi ho chi minh per se then you have got a decent uh, uh, credit card penetration uh, if you look at rest of vietnam then probably the you know it's it's something which is picking up the key reason why people uh, you know were not too receptive to a credit card uh, and i'll tell you why they are now initially was that there were not too many opportunities for them to go out and use a card okay one key reason and i'm talking specifically from from people in smaller cities and towns you know so but now with advent of everything being digital you know you can you can order things from shopee you can have your air ticket booked and to do all these things you do need a uh, a card to make online payments so that became like a like a reason and a trigger for them you know to apply for a card so i think it was slow initially uh, uh it was it was at a at a decent pace in hanoi ho chi minh because there were too many uh, opportunities for them to use a card uh later on uh, those opportunities because of the uh, digital usage uh, got extended to smaller cities as well and now the market is expanding at a as a, at a decently fast pace combined with this very fact that lot many banks are now looking at card business uh you know seriously so it's it's, it's it was uh, you know the, the macro condition that digital kept uh, usage opportunities which is not restricted to any 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 city it can be anywhere and banks also kind of changing their view the way they look at the card business i think all put together combined is now pushing things ahead you know there's a lot of topics i want to talk about credit cards today and one of them is is a very important one it's called loyalty oh yes um and i think here i mean you go to the airports let's say you know you spend a dollar you get one vietnam airlines point or whatever the mm-hmm. conversion is um people are starting to offer bonuses or free things when you go to their shopping mall or whatever it is um maybe you can kind of paint a picture of what that that scheme looks like now in vietnam or it's not just credit cards but there's incentives paired to it is it is is that something that's really driving adoption at the moment chi với 20000 đồng một tháng 
tương đương một ổ bánh mì. Bạn có thể giúp duy trì hoạt động của chương trình như chưa hề có cuộc chia ly. Hãy tham gia chiến dịch bánh mì nối yêu thương tại app của ví điện tử Momo. So now loyalty per se. Uh, loyalty was originally, you know, linked with 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 airlines because of their uh, you know air miles programs. Then the second place where you you think in terms of loyalty is is the cards business. A good program is where uh, the airlines loyalty program is combined with the cards loyalty program, and that is how you got uh, VP Bank uh, Vietnam Airlines program or a Techcom Bank Vietnam Airlines program, so on and so forth. Now, so these these programs have been there and 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 pretty attractive to the customer, especially for the business travelers. For one simple reason that the company buys the tickets for them. But they are the one who gets the benefit. <laughs> but the, but they are the one who gets the benefit. You know, the company buys a ticket for them. Probably they paid using their card. They get reward points there. They travel. They get reward points there. Everything is combined together. They have a you know a, a higher value, and and a free travel for their family. So that that's the way a typically a, a loyalty point program on a on an airlines uh, works. But it is successful because. But it is only for a very niche segment, a segment which is for, for you know who who travel frequently. But loyalty is is beyond that, you know. So a, a credit card loyalty program is is basically you know says wherever you spend, I will give you some points, and and you can use and redeem these points whenever you want to. Over a period of time, we have seen is that people are getting more interested in instant gratification, so they don't want to wait for. Oh, how many points I'm getting, and when will I redeem these points? You know, why do I need to wait for one year to get these points? Instead, they say that can you give me something instantaneously? Give me some cash back. Give me some value. Give me, you know, don't give me five hundred thousand at end of the year. Give me fifty thousand dong now, and I'll be happy with it. It might be better for both, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more expensive more for less. us because okay. we don't because it's it, it becomes okay. very much transactional, right? You know, right. Uh, with no uh, hope for the future. And I think that's what we're seeing in the market. And you know, let's move the discussion a little bit, not only from credit cards, but to what you're doing now, which is uh, Ubank, and yeah. not yet launched. So look out for you guys uh, in a few months, I believe. But um, I'm sure part of the incentive structures you're building in the bank are. You know, with that in mind, um, I would I would assume, or potentially without it, uh, or considering these incentives, like faster oh, yes, incentives. Yes. And, so, and, so the bottom line for U Banks is uh, bank less, get more. So basically, we don't not do not want customers to really do banking, yeah. but still get value. So uh, I, I can I can share what we are offering. So so what you are saying over here is that whenever you open your U Bank account, whatever money you put in, we will. We will give you, you know, uh, we will automatically you know, convert it into a fixed deposit, and we'll give you a much higher rate of interest. So, on a regular Casa account, you get around zero point two five percent, but with us, you will get probably, uh, you know, uh, I would say, fifteen uh, times more. Uh, every time you make a payment or you use us as a payment instrument, you use our debit card. There is a value that that comes back to you into your account. So basically, everything that you do, either you save, you earn, you spend, you earn. So that's the key proposition which is coming in from uh, from U Bank. And yes, the 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 part which says you spend, you earn is is the loyalty program. Yeah, I think all these. Um Different like ride-hailing applications, delivery companies has built that behavior now because, uh, like Grab for instance, you know they're you 
it could be a 10,000 dong bike ride and then you get one point. <laughs> and then after you get like a hundred, then you could redeem it for 50,000 off or whatever. I think it's built this behavior where people, especially young people, they really like that instant gratification. So clearly, but, but what you need to look at right now is now just, just think, okay. Just think that there are some rewards of Vietnam airlines with you. You've got some rewards of grab with you. You've got some rewards of win ID with you. And they themselves are of, let's say, 200,000, 400,000, 500,000 value. Okay. But combined together, they will be of, let's say, 1.4 million, 1.6 million value. So the, the next stage of the loyalty program, which, which you know, WinID is trying to create or, or uh, even, even Vietnam Airlines is, is trying to do is, you know, giving opportunity to the customers to have interoperability, which means that, oh, you have got Vietnam Airlines points. You can transfer them to WinID. You can buy the product that you wish from WinID. Or if you've got WinID points, you can transfer them to Vietnam Airlines and you can fly free. So the next stage will be of, of you know, some kind of a consortium coming together wherein, you know, all these loyalty points can be pooled in or, or they are available uh, at every platform for redemption. So, so just imagine, just, just think like this, that uh, uh, a brand A has got 100 reward points, brand B has got 100 and brand C has got 100. So each one of them have given 100 reward points to a customer and the customer per se is having 300 rewards of the same value. Okay. Now, but when the customer goes to a mobile app of brand A or brand B or brand C, all he sees is 300. Mm, it's like a universal currency. Yeah, it's a universal currency. Okay. And now you can, I can, I can use this 300. So suddenly I feel a very high value of the three brands, whichever brand I need at that point in time. The reason I've got, I prefer all three brands is because I'm loyalty, pro, you know, I'm, I'm using the loyalty program for all three brands, but which one I need at that point in time, I need to travel. I convert all these 300 to, to travel. I, if I need to buy something or take out a dinner voucher, I can, I can go out for a dinner. Are redemption rates pretty high in Vietnam for things like that? Well, redemption rates are, uh, are, are not extremely high. Okay. And why is that? For, for one reason that every loyalty program right now is a separate loyalty program. So the value that I accumulate over there is too small. So I'm not motivated enough or I don't see a strong reason to go and uh, have them redeemed. You know, like there's what? almost not enough loyalty to exactly. one program to exactly. accumulate that many. Exactly. Okay. Now, just imagine if those 10, 15 brands, they come together and say, all of our loyalty points are in this wallet. You can redeem at any of the brands. Then suddenly his 10,000 here, 20,000 there, 30,000 here, you know, come across as an 800,000 or a million uh, dong value for the customer, then he'll be excited. Are we seeing any of that in the ecosystem? Well, Win ID is, uh, uh, you know, is, is one such kind of a program wherein they, you know, every service that you use at their or products that you buy at their mall, you get some loyalty points, all those points are available. It's happening. I know, uh, uh, you know, uh, quite a few companies uh, are, are trying to create uh, that kind of a structure and they're kind of trying to you know base it, uh, base it on a blockchain technology so very soon we will be seeing like this you know i know that uh, a few of the telecom companies have got their own loyalty programs now and they're asking brands to be part of it so they're encouraging brands that instead of having your own loyalty program you know uh, uh, give their loyalty points uh, and and then the customer can 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 see consolidated value for the loyalty that he's show displaying to different brands well, anyways, I, I, I'd like to move back into the credit card side a bit. Sorry, I'm just remembering these things as I go along. Um, I'd love to, you know, the Vietnam Airlines, different tiers of customers. Now, getting a credit card, 
What does that look like in Vietnam? I mean, I, I alluded to earlier, the credit limits are fairly, I think, low. You know, in the U.S., I'd have a credit card that's like $30,000 credit limit. I don't think you get it here, but maybe you can paint a you, picture. You, of, you need to look at it as a, yeah. as a, as a purchasing power parity as well. Sure, sure, of course. And, yeah. and, then, you, and then the comparison mm. would be uh, a right comparison. Yeah. I don't think that if we take PPP mm -hmm. into, uh, into account, the mm. credit limits are uh, that low. Mm. Uh, having said this, uh, I think right now uh, applying for a credit card is uh, is extremely extremely easy, you know. And this is there across banks uh, for VP Bank, for uh, for uh, VIB, for FE Credit. Uh, you know, you can apply uh, digitally. You upload your information digitally, and uh, uh, you have uh, you know state through processing uh, uh, lots, and, and and all this is done without asking for your income documents you know so so the banks are uh, have got uh, complex scoring models they take data from uh, pcb cic the, the what, what are those just these so these, these are those uh, customer uh, uh, credit customer score credit. companies okay got it okay, okay. so they, they take uh, credit information from these companies then they have these third party companies like trusting social yes uh, they mm -hmm. would provide you uh, uh, a score based upon your mobile phone uh, uh, usage behavior and then there are uh, uh, tons of other companies who would give you a score based upon your social media presence wow so banks right now and financial institutions are picking up you know all these different elements of information and then they are taking a, a well informed call and giving a credit limit to the customers and it's a straight through processing so anyone who is 20 25 26 uh, you know have been working can apply for it digitally and have his first card out chỉ với 20.000 đồng một tháng tương đương một ổ bánh mì bạn có thể giúp duy trì hoạt động của chương trình như chưa hề có cuộc chia ly hãy tham gia chiến dịch bánh mì nối yêu thương tại app của ví điện tử momo so what what is a typical like first time car credit card holder in Vietnam. You mentioned 25 years old, like how much money are they making? Where are they living? Are they married? What does what that demographic well, look like? This would depend from uh, mm. city to city, but if I have to kind of mm -hmm. uh, personify yeah. for, for Ho Chi Minh City, then mm. uh, first time credit card, uh, uh, you know, guy who, who gets his card for the first time should be around 24 years of age, uh, possibly having an income of anywhere between 12 to uh, uh, 13 million. Uh, staying in a shared accommodation, either with his, uh, or, uh, either with his parents, or in a shared accommodation with his uh, uh, friends or uh, or brother, stroke sister, you know, works in an office. Graduated, uh, yeah, have graduated, uh, works in a office, white collar worker, more oriented towards, you know, uh, digitally uh, savvy, uh, uh, well read as well. One good thing, which is uh, what we've seen, is that. The, the type of behavior that youth of Vietnam displays today is, is pretty similar to uh, the behavior which is displayed by youth on, in, in Philippines or Indonesia or Malaysia or, uh, or, or, or Singapore. So I think, uh, you know, so they are well connected with, uh, with, with, uh, with the outside world. And, and that is how they will look like. And what, what's like the big value prop for these young people to get a credit card? If you had to summarize... The one range. is uh, one is definitely uh, uh, ease of uh, applying for it. You know, um, kind of just just take away all the all the resistance and inertia out. Uh, you know, digitally apply for it and 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 you get it. Uh, uh, I think uh, 
a strong offer on uh, on digital shopping uh, is a is a is a good hook we see a lot of banks having uh, Uh, cards which are uh, centric to mm. uh, to digital uh, I know you know, Tiki, cash for example well Tiki has got it. a has got a co-brand card with okay. with Sacom Bank okay. uh, VP Bank has got a co-brand card with Shopee okay. and uh, and VIB has got their own independent card on which they give benefits on online uh, online shopping uh, VP Bank has got uh, another card which is a step up card which is again benefits for online shopping so i think uh, clearly uh, online benefits online shopping benefits uh, combined with the uh, comfort that you know this card that they're using is is a pretty safe card uh, their information is safe uh, is a decent proposition that's interesting i i would have never thought that young people i mean in the us for example and again i'm not comparing too much but um young people have resistance to credit cards cuz it's associated with like debt and loans and stuff like that. I mean that was precipitated by the financial crisis uh some 10 years ago. Vietnam obviously. No, you you, you are you're right in a way that you mm-hmm. know as we uh as we you know study the younger generation and their uh you know uh, their acceptability of a of a of credit card. So right now yeah they are becoming pretty cautious about uh, you know how they're spending so when they start their careers the first thing that they prefer is uh, is a debit card and then they slowly migrate to a to a credit card you know a debit card helps them to understand that oh this is how it works there's money in my account i swipe this card like this money goes away and then they once they understand that this is how it works they they naturally yeah, yeah financial discipline or they are aware that how much money they make how much money they spend how much money they save and then the the card credit card as a value comes in how's financial literacy in vietnam in your in your eyes well uh, you spoke about you know how visa and mastercard are helping so both visa and mastercard they kind of you know work towards ensuring that there is a decent amount of uh, financial literacy is uh, decent enough uh, well it is uh, it is it is not decent enough but it's 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 picking up and i said that it's getting there you know, <laughs> yeah, you know when we say vietnam you know vietnam is 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 an is an is has got many islands to it you know hanoi ho chi minh is one right. island yeah, yeah, yeah. so we can't really say oh all not a blanket so, statement not a blanket statement so yeah so in, in cities like uh, hanoi ho chi minh people are understanding uh, uh, you know they are they are well aware uh, but not so much in the smaller cities and towns mm-hmm. got it yeah i would assume so, so over as there as, as well we see that you know uh, people in the uh, in the later age groups you know 20 28 29 30 you know uh, they are the one who would apply for a card as compared to a much younger person okay hanoi or ho chi minh city what's who's more financially responsible with their credit cards <laughs> <laughs> uh hanoi hanoi really okay yeah i mean i would i would have guessed that too but yeah it's interesting uh, much just more, to get much, behind much, the data much more uh, so. uh, conservative much more clear about you know how much they earn less transaction volume uh, <laughs> <laughs> well well you we are talking about the behavior you yeah, know yeah, right. so if you if you're earning uh, you know enough then sure, you'll sure. spend high but exactly, it's yeah. it's the question is about uh, whether they're financially responsible so i would yeah. say hanoi more you know i'm asking all these questions to to kind of go back to what you're working on now ubank Um I'm sure it's a, a venture that's precipitated by a lot of these challenges and opportunities everything from financial literacy to ease of access to um credit card penetration all these different things. Give me the quick elevator pitch about what is Ubank like why has FE Credit and VP Bank started it? Maybe you can sh- shine a light on that a bit. Chỉ với 20.000 đồng một tháng 
tương đương một ổ bánh mì. Bạn có thể giúp duy trì hoạt động của chương trình như chưa hề có cuộc chia ly. Hãy tham gia chiến dịch bánh mì nối yêu thương tại app của ví điện tử Momo. So as I've told you that uh, Bubank is bankless get more. It's a digital platform and whatever you do with the bank you get rewarded for it. You get instant loan when you need it. You have uh, cashback propositions whenever you spend. You have uh, a very high rate of interest available for you whenever you make a deposit. And everything is managed automatically for you. So that's what the what it's the Ubank it's got a great mobile app and Exactly. So that's what things. that's what the Ubank is for the customer. From the business side that why we are having Ubank uh, we are uh, we are looking at you know uh, both uh, set of customers one is our existing FE credit customers or the new customers that FE credit uh, is acquiring and uh, open market uh, customers as well uh, for FE credit right now we are a finance company so whenever someone comes to take a loan he has got you know a basic transaction of uh, Uh, taking the money and and repaying it over a period of time and it's a very transactional uh, relationship that you have got whereas banking is is more of a uh, relationship in which you know you you make transfers you put money and this is something that you do every day so from something like take a loan and pay over over monthly installments a uh, banking means that you'll be that you will be uh, interacting with the customer much more frequently so with you bank we intend to uh build up that relationship with those fa with, with our fa credit customers and get them onto the fold of banking as well because these people right now will be banking with one bank or the other and we are trying to give them a reason and a benefit that you know uh, there is a reason and a benefit for you if you start banking with us so there is a, is a set of uh, 2025 million customers that we have got so with you bank we intend to reach to that very base of customers very good Well, Ubank yet to be launched, but soon later this year in 2021, oh, yes. uh, joint venture FE Credit VP Bank, Bank yes. for the Millennials, and what was the slogan again or tagline? We said the uh, bankless get more. Okay, there we go. Um, are you guys hiring? Yes, we are. So there's your little plug right there. If you guys are looking for new work in that industry, uh, Gunit will be following the comments for your job description and then JDs. Um, that wraps it up for today, Gunit. We're really grateful for you to share these insights about. uh credit cards the f- you know personal finance industry all these great insights and i'm sure you have a lot more to share but we do have a time limit today um before we do log off i'd love to for you to maybe make any final comment about either you bank or your time uh in the industry in vietnam anything that you might want to shine a light on i think uh, uh, vietnam is a country that i uh, uh, i and i really love and admire i have uh, i've spent 9 years over here had uh, wonderful uh, vietnamese friends you've been the, here longer than than zoe <laughs> than the, yeah probably right anyways yeah. yeah so so i think uh, it's an it's an uh, amazing country and has got a very very strong uh, uh, future uh, as well i think uh, 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 the young vietnamese who are coming in are are pretty engaged uh, digitally savvy uh, the way companies are taking shape and the way they are uh, Uh, you know operating in the digital space i think the future belongs to us very good when i say us yeah everyone <laughs> everyone everyone in vietnam everyone who's in vietnam exactly excellent well thank you so much gunit for your insights and again pleasure to have you on the vietnam innovator show uh for all you listeners and readers and watchers out there thank you for listening and tuning into another episode of vietnam innovators 
every week and very soon twice a week. I might be saying this actually when we released it twice a week. I have no idea, Zoe. Sorry. Um, screwing up your editing work probably right now. Anyways, um, <laughs> once a week, soon twice a week, if not already. Uh, make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Friday morning on Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovators. Thank you, Gunit, and we hope to we hope the best for uh, for Eubank and oh, of course you for yourself much. as well. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Yeah, pleasure. Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovator Series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip, hosted by our VP of Content, Thuy Min, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators, hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetra team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week, so don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content. Thanks for listening to another episode of Vietnam Innovators, brought to you by our partners, health tech startup GeoHealth. They're best known for their doctor-at-home services, but offer much more than that. If you haven't already, check out their mobile apps on the App Store and Google Play for more, or drop by for a visit to their new smart clinic at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City. Mm-hmm.